beast. And I looked and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. Well, it's Friday, everyone, and you know what that means. Another episode of the Exiled Outcast. It's a new era for the Outcasts. My name is Dan, of course, and we can't do this without our fearless leader, the head of the household, Chayton. What's going on, boss man? Nothing much. We are here to talk about really nothing except Exiled with a D. Well, let's be let let let's put some context in. Let's put some context in. Originally, the show was called Exile Outcast because it was just a uniform exile. You know, we were an out, we were an exile, and then you just kept pronouncing it with a D, and we just kept going on with it. So when I did the rebrand imagery, I added the D, and I was like, we never fucking talked about that. Everybody knows that it's supposed to be that, but we never fucking talked about it. I know, and even even like uh, what do you call it. I don't even know. I guess I guess the exiled sounds to me. It just sounds sexier for me. So that's why I was like, I just kept calling it. That. Comes down to fucking sexiness for you, doesn't it? Not always. It's like it's like it's like you know, like being sexy could mean anything. Like like of course these sexy new images right here. I knew you were gonna go there. You're welcome, by the way. Well, thank you. I can work miracles. I can make you look sexy. Huh? I can work miracles. I can make you look sexy. Oh yes, yeah, so you can put you put the abs in all. It's still some of your best work. Still <laughs> some of your best work. We've had, we've had a pretty good run so far. Like I mean, in the end, to be fair, that last episode, which will be airing fucking next or last, whatever, whenever it airs, was kind of real. Got a little intense. Yeah, yeah, and. um yeah, the, yeah. To everybody, yeah, we a lot of times record these in advance. See, so this episode we're recording this before even episode six premieres. So just as a, just as a little behind the scenes scoop of what's going on in the background. Oh, and that's I think what this episode is more or less going to be about. It's going to like basically set the tone of what we're planning. You know, um, in the beginning. I wanted you to, you wanted to get back into doing something. You didn't know what you wanted to do. And again, it goes back to that stream where you were going to basically exile yourself at the behest of others. And I was like, bullshit. No, you're a talented guy. You're funny. You're my friend. And I know this is something you're passionate about. And I'm not going to let you go out without fucking at least shooting this offer to you to do something like this. And, you know, off we went to the road to the horses. But I also made it clear this, you know, at first it was just, something for me and you to fuck around with and just, you know, let, let's see how it goes, this and that. And I, but I wasn't going to put 100% effort into something that I didn't know for sure was going to last. And you were, you know, you were all, all about doing this. Like you've been pushing it since episode one that we're doing this, we're this and that. So I said, fine, I'm going to put more effort into it and I'm going to give you my best because if you're going to be, if you're going to give me your best, the least I can do is pump out quality work. Yes, exactly. And, and, it's it's funny how like you know, uh, this show is kind of like the outcast has evolved from where it once was to now where it is now where it is today, uh, where it used to be live every week and now it's pre-recorded every week. Which I've always said is 
didn't know if I would be hundred percent okay with that, but I, I, because uh, I've really not done too many pre-recorded videos through Streamyard. But since I started doing this, I'm like, I don't miss going live. There are literally times where I'm like, no, go ahead. I want, I want to clarify something, and I, and I hate, I'm you're the boss, so I'm not trying to step on your toes with this. But I wouldn't call this an evolution. I just, I would call it a, um, an offshoot, if anything, because like I said, the work you did with, with you know, with everything that you and the Outcast was. As far as the Hangman Outcast, which you will have up when this airs, had already shown your uh, reaction, what have you. It was a quality program. It was an, it was a variety program. You had the infamous Thursday Night Wars. You had all that stuff, and it was it was a collection of people who came together to. Not, I don't think one person made that a uh, success. I think it was a it was a amalgamation of a lot of things. But I would never want to step on the toes of that. And so, and I think we've talked about this. When you add exiled or exile to anything, that's an offshoot of something that you and I are working on. It has nothing to do with pissing on anybody's grave or fucking, yeah. fucking stick it to somebody else. This is me and you just doing what we normally do, just with the volume turned up and more people watching. Yeah, and even even going back to the genesis, no pun intended, of the uh, of the Hangman Outcast. It originally started out as pre-recorded, um, basically just voiceover with uh, the uh, rain rain effect. Well, my good friend Nihar made the the very ori the original logo. The logo. This is going back to the Hangman Charlie days, um, and boy, that that logo's gone. That logo went through an evolution. <laughs> basically, went through like I I still like. Um, I don't have a lot of the old. Uh, I think I do have them on Instagram. And I want to try to download them to post on here for like old people see kind of where 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 the intros or where the logos were back then and where they are now. It's it's crazy. Just think where how far this channel has come and fucking shit. Like I think six. What's it been? Twenty third or let's see. Well, twenty thirteen was why. I, created the channel but i didn't work on anything until 2017 so yeah six years i think next month will be six year anniversary isn't it a trip though like how far shit goes like you and i both know like i used to use that panda stuff as my logo and i still i still to this day I, i'm very fond of that panda look but the reason i did it and i got a lot of fucking people like giving me grief and talking shit about it but i go back to um mark echo who had the rhino as his oh yeah you know, like nobody gave him shit about that. It was a fucking rhino, and I just found like that panda fucking jazzed with me. There was like a skull panda, and then there was a bunch of different versions of it. Um, but I, I dug it, you know. And like even now with uh, stuff I would do now, like I love like call me whatever, say what the fuck you want. I like the color hot pink. I think the color hot pink is fucking awesome. I think it's slick. I look. I think it looks crisp. You know that neon blue and that hot pink, that old fucking like synth wave look. I love that shit. But like you have to fucking change it up, right? You have to evolve. Like if you look at your stuff and when I made this and the logos for this, I have everything that you are in mind. And I think a lot of people spend too much time trying to add their own little finish to it. And look, you, you employed me to do a job and you wanted, you know, you wanted it to look a certain way. You want it to feel a certain way and damn it. It's a challenge for me to do that, but I'm going to find the, uh, the best medium I can so I can meet you there and I think it came out pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, like I I, I like <clears throat> the one thing I, I like about like everything now is like how uniform formic everything is. Like you go with the with the the of course the 
Exiled Outcasts. It gels with the House of Chain logo, even in podcast form. And then even what I got coming up with uh, some stuff going on, some other projects I've got coming up, that is uniformic to to the um, – it may have like their own – like someone's own flair to it, but it's still has the identity. So you know, hey, you see that logo, you know what channel it's going to be on. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's fantastic. I love that idea. We'll see. I'm, I'm – I love the idea of that uniformity. So you know what you're coming to see. Um, I have a channel um, with my partner in crime, the best fucking partner I could have ever in the world. And like I thank said, you, thank you. Eat a dick. Um, <laughs> the And she and I would do stuff together, but it's all uniform. Like it's all like, and I like that Christmas. It's a professionalism, you know? And I think as far as like this, this podcast and where you're going speaks to you as a person. You know, when I first met you, you were fucking a bit of a wild man and you wanted to jump into every fucking fight. You wanted to do this. And and when you and I sat down and talked about, you know, future endeavors and wanting to evolve as human beings, we, we discussed, hey, if we're going to do this, we got we got to take it serious. And, you know, let's not together. Let's not get dragged into bullshit. We enjoy doing this shit. You know, this is something you and I do for fun. And that's ultimately what this is meant to be for. This platform was meant to be that. And, you know, that chaos that that sometimes we in the past have gotten into, it's it's addictive. It's fucking sometimes it's fun as shit, but it often plateaus, right? Like you can't you can't go anywhere with it. You'll, you can quickly rise up the ranks. You'll get a shit ton of subs because people want to hear your message. But at some point, you kind of fucking have to reel it in and realize you're only reaching a certain audience. And with this, we want to we want to be able to take a real shot at doing something interesting. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's the one thing I've always said, um, because I like I, I've been pr- living proof of like having like like my channel will fluctuate between certain days. Like guaranteed if I ever do any drama related, you're guaranteed to get a couple hundred views, but then if something like this or even a short or whatever, you're, you never know. It's, it's always like take a gamble with something that is not draw related. You can kind of guarantee yourself. Okay. I'm going to get this amount of views, but with any other video, you're kind of, you know, you're taking a gamble. And I always look at it from the point of view of the, uh, the people who are, there to watch your like not only watch the drone stuff but watch your your stuff on the side those are the people that actually want to support you but you see like then or even people in the chat or whatnot but then if you look at let's say a draw video and you see so many people in the chat or so many people watching it like you know and you don't see that same turnout in any other video you do then you kind of know what they're really there for and to me i look at that as they're not real viewers or even supporters of whatever it is I'm doing. Well, and, and so many people would say that they're not your fucking real friends or whatever, but like, let, let, how do I put this without fucking coming off like chauvinistic or rude? Fuck it. Never, whatever. I'll, I'll be rude. I don't care. Um, there are people that are clearly here to use yours or someone else's platform, whatever it may be to get themselves over. Right. And we all know those kind of people. And, when you try to make a drastic change, which is what this is, right? This has been a drastic, completely fucking 180 left turn of what you've ever done as far as just talking and having a good time and, you know, not trying to bring in bullshit. You know, you you see the people who, who enjoy you for who you are as an entertainer, 
You see the people that you know are trying to support you as your friends and cohorts, and then you see those people who are just leeches. And as far as that goes, hey, you're always trying to evolve to better yourself, right? We should always strive to be better, right? And if you have those people, it's better to find out now, right? Find out right when things are starting to take off, because you know nothing. Rome wasn't built in a day, and it takes effort and time. And as long as you are enjoying the content you're producing. That should be what matters. Even if yeah. you don't get that viewership that you know you, you you think you deserve, and you're putting in effort. Look, like I said, people like Markiplier didn't start out fucking instantly getting success. It took them time, and I think that you and I have an interesting take. We don't always agree on shit, but we have an interesting take, and, and some people have floated and gravitated towards it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, like uh, even. Because nowadays I, I really only do stuff like the shorts. I usually, if, with shorts, I just post, if a, especially for my TikTok, because I'm like, they could just more content for people, for people, you know, it's, it plus to me, it's not hard. It doesn't take any, any work of mine. Plus, usually where I originally put it, that's where I get most of my admiration or whatever from. But like, uh, from, from here, like, for example, this or my other projects or even like my gameplay stuff. Like um, I have to be like in the right time of mood or right or in all that, but also like, especially with the gameplay stuff, because depending on how long I go for, but like this, the beauty of this is ain't any time. And I enjoy doing these. Cause if I, like I, we've talked about behind the scenes, if I didn't, I would, wouldn't be uh, doing it. And like I told you earlier about the pre-recorded, I said that that wasn't what they were. I was like, Oh, I don't know why I never did this previously. Well, I mean, and talking about that, the chat is a fucking major distraction. And we've, we've discussed yeah. would we ever decide to do an Exiled Outcast live. Ultimately, um, this has been a different experience for me. Like I, as we, I've said it before, I'll say it now. I've always been either at the helm or, you know, second in command working on some shit where I, where I had control. And, and so working under you has been a whole new experience. I, I didn't know of our egos because we both have a fucking ego. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if that would, if I could fucking let go of those reins and, and to, to, to my own surprise. Yeah. You're, you're not a bad boss to work for as far as a, a program like this, you know, you, you expect a certain level of commitment and, and I've tried to live up to that, but you know, it's all a new experience and I've enjoyed the, the lack of stress as far as being in charge of the, of the product. I've been able to just chill and, and be that, you know, uh, wingman to you and, and who you are. And like sometimes rein you in because I'm trying to be that good co-host, to be that good partner. But that distraction of having a chat that 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 takes a lot of the edge off. But if we were to do it live, I think we would do fantastic as far as you and I because we just gel off each other. And I think that I think you have enough uh, fail safes in place that if it started to get hectic and we had people coming in that are trying to be rambunctious and ruin the program, that they would be able to snip that out and we could still have an enjoyable product. Yeah, and even even I think with the boss, I think I think one thing with um, my workplace that I've uh, that I've been doing, it's it's kind of helped me have that type of you know leadership, not be too. Because uh, I used to always think to myself, I I used to joke with people, I said, oh, I never want to be in a certain position because I just feel like I would be uh, drunk with power, just just abuse my power left, right, and center. 
But luckily, I've been able to keep myself grounded with that. So I think that's also helped me in regards to uh, do all that. Because like, uh, because like, even even like, I remember a while back, I was supposed to do a do a show with somebody, and actually two people. One was early this year, uh, and then the other one was a while back. And I was like, oh, I kind of felt I kind of felt like the same way. Where I was like, oh. I'm like, all I gotta do is like show up and all that, and just work with uh, work with whoever, and just kind of be the uh, all that. And I was like, oh, and then and then when it didn't, I was like, fuck. I was kind of looking forward. To it. I was kind of like, you know, because like even even um, like I'm sure people who use StreamYard know it. So it is gotta have everything, in, especially if you're pre-recording, this tip-top shape and make sure everything's good. I, I remember, I think there was one time I was recording a. Um, I think it was an open house. I think it was the one where Mace, where we were playing cards against humanity at Monopoly, where I'm still undefeated, baby. But um, but uh, what do you call it? We were um, I was recording it, and I was like, shit, I have the logo for next week's episode up in the. I don't think the episode was even the previous episode was even out yet. I'm like, okay, let me fix that real quick. But I, I, I was, it was like uh, Psycho Sid when he was doing an interview in your house. He's yeah. like, oh, skip this, skip this. So let's try it again. And Joe's like, no, it's live, pal. Well, again, I'm not trying to step on toes, but we talked about this before. As far as the old um, the old programming you were doing, you were, in my opinion, kind of burned out. Like there was more than one occasion that I would see you up in your little box in the corner playing PlayStation, playing Xbox. It's like part of you didn't want to be there anymore. I think that you were you were drained and, you know, this was easier, you know. Yeah, and, and and I I honestly I've always said this. I don't know if I wasn't going through the personal issues I was going through at the time. I don't know if I I was getting burned out. I I know for a fact I was getting burned out because I used like for the old school people out there. They y'all knew that I a lot of, a lot of times I posted a video almost every day, and these weren't like fucking these weren't like fucking. Um, uh, 15 second videos on from TikTok, like like you can say I still post stuff every day, but I'm talking like the edited movie reviews with the clips, the intro, basically the spotlight, the, the set behind me, like everything, had everything fucking all all fucking professional looking and all that stuff, and then like and a lot of times I would be recording four, five, six videos a day. Uh, or or night a night like I would record usually from two in the morning to four in the morning just getting all those videos recorded so I could re- edit and schedule and post up and you know so I, I like to me especially back then I put I put in fucking so it was too too much work um and I was I think that that was draining me too also also that I think. That would have been probably the first thing I would have gotten really burnt out by because I was just, it was kind of like the old saying of, you know, put all the work for, and I wasn't, I was enjoying it, but then there were times where I wasn't enjoying it. And then back then I would look at the view count a lot of times. I would try to be like, see, seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, So that would be stressful. Be like, okay, I put in this work for like eight views. I want to try to, I'm trying to do everything to make it look, as good and professional as I can with the stuff I have around me. And, um, and then with the personal stuff going on at the time, it kind of just bundled up into, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a very, um, but I, I really, I, I don't, 
I think I would have gotten burned out by everything else before because I always knew that the previous show was doing well. That was like the one thing I knew that of the channel that, you know, and people still talk about to this day. So that in the shower um, for the intro. <laughs> but like, you know, so those, those are like, you know, those are like, um, so I, so I think if I, if, if I was to go there personally, if I probably just took a mental break from the other stuff, because that was kind of the beauty of the of the show itself was that you know it was once a week like um and all that you know so i had i had this the six days beforehand to kind of relax but i just but those six days i was pumping out more stuff um and all that and then i had my seasonal things and all that stuff the 31 days of halloween the 25 days of fuck whatever what did i call that i can't remember but it was it was like horror related for christmas and then and then whatever else, and then the new seas and all that other stuff, which I technically still do on my on my main sh- on uh, the podcast every. Uh, well, it started back. It started last year, but do it every year. Um, even the podcast stuff kind of got me, I guess, used to this stuff. Like used to um, doing content like this because I was recording everything and and all that, kind of like how it is now. But instead, it was just by myself. So, um, and back then, I had more of a I had notes, like kind of like not not really notes per se, but like I had all my links, like news reports, fucking the box office report, physical media report, had all that there. So it was like had to keep up with everything. Plus, uh, that's why I'm still debating on what I'm gonna do with the show next month. I may, like, uh, there is something that we'll be uh, discussing about very soon as far as a spinoff that I may turn that into what the the uh, House of Jade podcast used to be because so, uh, we're, what we're working on or what your, your other project? What we're working on. You want to just talk about it? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're pretty open with our audience, right? Yeah. So um, you and I both love movies. Like it's like one of the, our kindred things. Like we just love fucking film. Um, and a lot of, you know, I, I, I love uh, channels like Found Flicks and CZ's World and shit like that. But the one thing that they're not doing is they're not talking about older, like not just horror flicks, but everything. Um, I love the movie Braveheart. You love the movie Braveheart. Fucking yeah. Fight Club. And so what you and I decided is we're going to, you know, try to bring that out and do something called Exiled Entertainment, where we're just going to talk about movies and shit. And, and you know, uh, Angry Joe does a similar thing with him and other Joe and their other buddy. But, you know, it's just two friends talking about fucking movies. I mean, I think that's a fucking that it's not like it hasn't been done before, but you know, it's a formula that I think works and you and I have different opinions on a lot of shit. So fuck it. Why not? Right. Yeah. And, and that was, and I remember we were kind of going through different names and I, I even brought up the idea of us talking about um, like, we're both big resident evil fans and uh, not uh, more so the games per se, but we were, we were kind of trying to figure out cause I wanted to implement maybe certain games because even games have some good stories and all that. And yeah. that's kind of where the, the entertainment part came in. So that way we are not kind of handicapped by a certain franchise or genre or whatever. Well, um, I mean, and you're not like a lot of people don't realize this, you know, they, they see you, they see the look of the show, they see the look at your channel and a lot of stuff you talk about, like you're a big fan of terrorizer, etc. Terrifier. Terrifier. But um, you get the, they get the respect to the name of the clown. <laughs> but you are you're a multifaceted guy. You like a lot of different mediums, you know. Um, like I said, yeah, like 
I just, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry about that. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, like uh, today, of this, as of this recording, I went to uh, Best Buy. Uh, I was originally going in there to get an SD card for my Switch, but uh, Crank with Jason Statham just came out. They had a 4K steelbook of it. I picked that up, and then I didn't know they still had it, but um, 310 to Yuma, the remake with uh, Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. Um, and I have it on Blu-ray, but I wanted the 4K version. It was a steel book, so I was like, fuck yeah. Um, but uh, like uh, 310 to Yuma, the remake actually is what got me into Westerns. You know, I wasn't, I would say I was like a casual Western person, but I wasn't like, I, I like I watched the Man With No Name movies and that, that but I wasn't like someone who, who would go and watch Westerns or go on my way to watch them. But 310 to Yuma, and that's also what got me into one that we would definitely get into because my dad got me into fucking westerns with uh, the outlaw Josie Wells, and then oh yeah, a a lot of people started off watching the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, but no, my my dad got me into the fucking western shit with the um, the outlaw Josie Wells. Yeah, and even with um, what was it Um, going back to like it was funny because I wasn't really like I was a fan of Christian Bale's Batman, but I really didn't see anything up else of his before beforehand so like the two hold on hold on hold on you're gonna give me shit for fucking not putting respect on arch name but you're not gonna give me you're not gonna show fucking patrick motherfucking bateman some respect i didn't remember remember when the batman movies came out like batman begins came out i was how was i i was to be square Mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, yeah i was 11 i didn't see fucking uh, american psycho i think until my Actually, shit, I think it wasn't until I was 18 or 19. Um, but 310 to Yuma like was my was like my introduction outside of Batman. And then Russell Crowe, I saw like clips of Gladiator back then, but I never saw the whole movie. So like and I again with that, it was 310 to Yuma and American Gangster that got me into uh fucking Russell Crowe. But one other thing I want to add, the standout of that movie. Uh, who I thought outshined both Bale and Crow was Ben Foster. Very, very, very underrated actor. My first introduction to him was in Alpha Dog with Justin Timberlake. Man, I haven't seen that in years. And that's a beautiful thing. Like we're gonna I'm gonna have to go back and watch a lot of the flicks and see, you know, I'm gonna have to go look at uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go to the well peacock or as we call it here, the cock and go <laughs> Oh yeah, like uh, with me, I was when we were when we were looking up when you were sending me the stuff. I was I was literally like, okay, well we have I have this one on Blu-ray, I have this one on 4K. Like I got the Braveheart Steelbook, so I was like, okay, I got down four 4K. I got this. I'm like, okay, okay, so I don't have to search it. The only one I have to go and buy, or e- either buy or just watch it streaming, is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Well, even that, like I said, I, that was just a, a again. These are all like just. We're throwing things in a bucket. Okay, so behind the scenes, for y'all who, who want to know how we run the show and whatnot, we will come up with uh, four or five topics, and then we'll run those down, and then we'll come up with another four or five topics, and we'll slowly work our way through those. Um, nothing is like spur of the moment when we do this, because he and I have a similar fucking ideology of, I'd like to have something in the can. I'd like to have something prepared. You know, I could get the fuck, I can get COVID tomorrow. Like, I'd like to be able to still meet our deadline you know, even if something happens, so I have a week to get better or I have, you know, something, something to back up. And so we make these 
um, ideas and stills and thumbnails. So there's there's no like master plan to fucking like scoop on people and and take their ideas. We like a lot of this stuff has already been, was planned. What two weeks ago? This whole fucking setup was planned two or three weeks ago. Oh yeah, like um, um, like we literally we by the time we had like the new the new look and all that stuff, we already had like everything else for the um, Exile Entertainment. Same thing when we started. We started this. We literally had everything done in a matter of fucking like like a couple of weeks ago. Like couple like basically, I think right before we record first episode, we already had almost every episode planned out from one through six. Yeah, and um, and that's the thing. Like you know, and and with like some other ideas that I I thought about also since the passing of Ray Stevenson the other day of this recording, uh, it'll be a week by the time this comes out, it'll be a week since he passed away, but uh, the Thomas Jane and the um, Ray Stevenson Punisher movies. But I do know some people probably want us to review, if we're doing two of the three, if that's an idea, I know some people probably want us to do the Dolph Lundgren version. Yeah. Which, hell, if we're, like, we're not going oh, to... Before you say anything else, I will, I'd be remiss to say, and like just to time this episode, you know... Um, Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Today, yeah, I'm just like I said, like another great fucking flick. Um, what's love got to do with it? Um, yeah, it just I'm, I'm really shook up by that because she was she was such an inspiration and she reinvented herself in so many different ways. And 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 I'm, I'm gonna spin that into you, and I'm gonna talk highly of you because I will always talk highly of you because I think you're a fucking incredible human being. So to watch you reinvent yourself. It's been a joy and a pleasure because, like, working with you has been fantastic. It's been the highlight because um, I've worked on plenty of other programs and tried to, and tried to do podcasts with people and this and that. And, you know, this happened and, and like, not to no one's fault, but things happen. But this has been very um, enriching. It's been very nice to just have a conversation. Like, this, it's not a bunch of effort. It's just two friends talking. And to watch you grow up and mature has been a beautiful thing to see. Like when we first met, like I said, you're just, you were a wild man and you were in those podcasts ready to fight everybody. But to watch you go from that guy who was in the original outcast, who was trying to fucking pick a fight with everybody and arguing with this guy. And, and by the time this is out, y'all have, y'all have got a taste of what we used to watch him do. Cause I was just a fan. Like, you know, I wasn't even part of the show. I was, I was on there a couple of times, but I was just a fucking Yeah. Fan. You were an attorney that last, uh, <laughs> last time. like, I was I was actually don't mean to cut you off, but I was actually rewatching uh, parts of it before before like even even set everything up, and I was like I was laughing my ass off by, by how you were just how you were how like you were at, like doing everything and saying you can't have this man uh man uh, be be the uh, what was it the um, witness or something, and then I'm like overruled. Well, see, but it was fun and it was great, but it was so wild. And, you know, you yeah. have, you've had to grow up, you know, in the last couple of years. Like, it, it, you, you went through a lot. Let's just be real. And um, going back to that clearing the air a, a video we did together, you've been a man of your word. You're not, I mean, you're trying to be cool and you're trying to fucking be friends with people and you're trying to be fair, but you're, you're not getting dragged into it. And I think that you should be commended for that because it takes a lot of self control. It's so easy to go back into the old ways of running and gunning and trying to fucking pick a fight with this person. 
You know, um, a lot of people don't realize this. A lot of these new people, you and I became friends um, because you took a chance on me. Like, uh, so an incident happened and some guy was trying to run my name into the mud when I was literally trying to fucking just move on and do other things. And I was like, okay, if you want me to be the bad guy, fine. But you should have told me that you wanted to be the bad guy. I would have played the character up. And nobody would give me the opportunity to stay on my side except for you. And I'll never forget that. Like, you you did that solid for me. And, you know, no matter what had happened afterwards, and we had a, you know, a little bit of a falling out for a while there, but it wasn't because it didn't care. It's because I did care. And yeah. we're here. And, I, I you know, I'll, I'll say Trips is my best friend in the world. And she thinks the world of you. And she's always been a big, huge Charlie supporter. And, um, a Chayton supporter, and like I said, like you have never, we've had that falling out, whatever, but you have never disappointed me or her, and I'm, I'm loving the, the 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 level of maturity you've, you've brought to the table. You've made this fun, and I'm I wouldn't be doing this, I think, with anybody else right now. I wasn't yeah. ready to do this with anybody else. I wasn't wanting to do this with anybody else, but something clicked that night that you were saying it, it bothered me that you were going to just leave and. You were gonna end your. I mean, we would have still talked. I mean, we're fucking friends, but yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> is, like, this is this is like we have we have a way of contacting each other. Yeah, but yeah. this is who you are, and you know, we have a third friend that you know, you know, knock on wood, maybe will join us to talk about a specific topic or something at some point. Oh later. yeah, but like you and me will always be like we just I don't know we always click we always have from the moment we met each other to the moment we actually met each other face to face it's just I'm proud to be part of this project I just want you to know that and I want others to hear it I don't want this to be something that's behind the scenes I'm proud to be part of this offshoot of what is and was part of your legacy because you are the outcast no matter what anybody says you were the driving force from the creation of that you were the driving force of, of success as well. I think um, you had a partner who helped you succeed. And I think that y'all did a magnificent job. But it, ultimately, when you think outcast, it is it was Charlie's. It was Charlie's outcast that, you know, and I'm glad that you allowed me and given me the privilege of being able to be um, part of this, I guess, uh, reimagining of it. Yeah, and that, and that, and uh near the end we're not the end yet but like it's funny you say reimagining because that that is that is going to be the topic for next week's episode we're not right <laughs> the end yet but that that we were actually talking before we went live figure like because again with with the we have the four the format or have the plans of the next however many weeks of episodes uh, so as we just don't know which one goes where so i was like i was like oh i want to he already knew because I was like, I was like, yeah, I love that thumbnail. Uh, and then that one, if you talk about debates, I think that's going to be a very good debate. But you all, oh, it's, it's, uh, when you all see it at the end of this episode, y'all will see it's like it goes back to that old new school. You're very new school. I'm very old school. And it's like not on everything, but especially on that. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I just I look at you like, fuck you, Charlie. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like uh, what do you call it? No, it, it's it's like um, it's funny because a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we'll I'll go into more of it late next week, but uh, it's it's more it's like uh, that's what they and about like reimagines that I always say is sometimes a good thing because of the fact that 
the fact that it gives like the younger audience possibly who may have never even heard of something it, it like for example like and, and this could be a topic as well for next week but like um the resident evil remakes or even actually a better example uh more timely because it happened at the time of this recording uh they announced the um Mel gear solid three snake eater uh, remake hell or, yes and so i i have only played uh, for Metal Gear Solid games, I've it's funny because Resident Evil 4, Grand Theft Auto 4, and Metal Gear Solid 4 were my first time playing those games. Um, and, they were, and they announced that all those, the original Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, the original versions, are going to be in a collection coming to PlayStation, I guess, in, I think in August or something. So that will give me time to play those games for the first time because I've never played any of the ones before 4. Um and so I like that because, but sometimes, especially with games, it's a lot harder unless you have an old system or an emulator where you could access some of the older games. Yeah. Um, that actually, that actually is a, uh, I think that would be an interesting topic for a future um, episode about console wars. Well, absolutely. And I think that like that we're probably going to get into this, to some of that in the next episode. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, I, we live in a culture of remakes and it part of it frustrates the shit out of me again, not to go diving into that. Cause again, that's going to be a whole nother fucking transition. But like I said, we like, just so y'all know behind the scenes, this is the kind of stuff we talk about where, where a lot of people would assume that we are, we sit here and talk shit all fucking week about this incident and that incident nine times out of 10, we're fucking talking about what, what would you think this would be something we could talk about for an hour? Do you think this? And and most of the time it is, you know, there've been a few things that are like, yeah, I don't know how we're going to like this. For instance, this episode was a freebie. We didn't know what the fuck we were going to talk about. Yeah. I even, I even <laughs> asked him as soon before we hit record. I was like, all I knew was the name. That's all I knew. So I think we've done a pretty fucking good job as far as carrying that shit. Yeah. And even, even like, um, even certain episodes, I kind I kind of like what you were saying about like, uh, certain topics, I'm like, okay, I know we could carry out for an hour. And then other episodes, I'm kind of like, can we carry for an hour? We do. And then there's other episodes where I'm like, geez, we could. We, I said, that's the that's the one thing I like about having it for a time limit is that, you know, because it leaves even even after I'm done, like, I'm sure even after next week's episode, we're going to be like, we're going to be like, fuck, we could probably wait another hour talking about this, you know. Uh, but I, I've always said, we could always do part twos to anything that we, if, if, if it's, if there's a need and a demand for it, but going back to the exile there table for a second, like I had a friend of mine message me uh, the other day or right before we finally came up with this idea where uh, he was telling me, he says, Oh, I missed your, I miss your movie reviews and all that. And I told him, I said, I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to be doing those. I said, the closer you're going to get is my, out of the theater reaction videos when I do them for certain movies that just came out. And then it was just funny after that, we kind of went it, we kind of had a discussion about that. And uh, cause that's another day. I think people that miss about my uh, channel from the old days is me talking about movies. Cause I tried to be, even though it was centered around horror, I had a very good variety of different movies to discuss uh, especially, and that was one of the reasons back then why I collected so many movies. That way, I had an episode, like literally a video on video on video on each and every, uh, for any movie. It, and it could be something as 
as uh, well known as a fight club or whatnot, or it could be something as like just like just random, like uh, a movie oh, that came I out. I definitely got a movie that um, you need to watch. I'm really hoping it's still on Netflix, but uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I think I've heard of it. I'll have to check it out. Bruce Leroy and Shonuff. Ah, okay. So yeah, they, like, I'm like again, that's one of those movies I grew up with. I got trips to watch it. You like that movie, right? Yeah. She loved that movie. Um, and oh, look behind the scenes trips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we got you on the show. <laughs> but uh, no, like it's one of those movies. I'm like, I, I, it's just it's timeless, and I think that you'll 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 find it entertaining for what it is. I think that you and I having a discussion on that movie is really gonna like make people go. Wow. Okay, these guys are fucking. They're legit. Oh yeah, and and, that, and that's the thing. Like um, uh, regarding uh, the like the variety of movies is because like I like um, I still remember it was it was weird. Uh, whenever I did like Shutter movies for for those of you who don't know, Shutter's a horror streaming service. One I've basically been a member of for probably three, four, five years. I've I love that fucking nap. It's it's. It's and now there's different horror apps, movie apps, um, for different uh, different move or for different uh, streaming services for horror. Shutter used to be the main one. Uh, nowadays, I think it's uh, Screenbox, which had the when it first opened up. They, that was when Terrifier Two was going to be available digitally. So that was their big selling point. If you want to watch Terrifier Two, subscribe to Screenbox and you'll you'll get to watch it. If you didn't see it in theaters, you know so. Uh, it's funny though how back then it was kind of that was the main sole one, at least well well known one. Now there's others, but like my shutter reviews were the ones that got the more traction. And they were some some of the most random movies, like one called Porno, which I'm I said when I put that title in for the title and all that, I was like, I hope it doesn't get take it down because of the name. Yeah. And then another one about sniper. It was a uh, it was a very gory film, but it was a thing. It's called Downrage. It's very, very intense movie, but it was like those movies were doing well. So I was kind of trying to do a more lesser known movies because I feel like, like um, some people, like especially with my audience, sometimes they're like in the in the it's around the same age as me, a little bit younger, a little bit older. So some people have not seen some of the older movies, like like for example, Nosferatu, and. Um, some of the older movies, like from Suspiria, movie that I talk about all the time, fucking uh, shit like uh, like the Alfred Hitchcock flicks and the fucking Vincent Price flicks, man. Like, oh yeah, and a lot of those movies that it's a subtlety to it. And like another movie, I think we really should talk about the series uh, would be Saw. And oh uh, yes, I think that the, the original Saw, maybe Saw Two, they were ahead of the curve. They weren't as gory. You know, they, they 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 became fucking basically snuff films to a degree towards the end, but they started as something so beautiful and so magical as far as um, uh, film design, and it just yeah. yeah. And even even with um, I got I'm one of the people that liked the last one, Spiral from the Book of Saul with Chris. I love that one. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, like I I and I don't think because they're making another one. I think it's coming out in October. Uh, so I'll be kind of timely that we do whenever we do it. But um, uh, with with uh, 
the new Saul movie, I don't know if it's I from what I've heard, it's not gonna be a continuation from that story arc, which is sad because I kind of wanted them to continue on where I thought the premise was interesting. Um and all that. And I liked the it reminded me a lot of like uh Seven and um fuck, what's that other what was the other movie it reminded me of? The Bone Collector. Um What's in the fucking box? Oh damn. Yeah, like like uh Bone Collector, also a very underrated uh movie. Uh anybody like um it's kinda like um it's kind of like came out around the same time. Kind of like how uh, the Ninth Gate and End of Days came well, out around the same time. Another series that was really underrated, like in its time, it was amazing. But if it was underrated, was the Silence of the Lamb series, Hannibal. You know, all these different movies that like Red Dragon and how. And then Mindhunter. That's that's uh, or Manhunter. Excuse me. Um, uh, that was the first one with uh, Brian Cox. But it was like, like yeah, it was a, it was a cerebral man's or a cerebral person's film, you know, it was a, a thinking person's, uh, you know, uh, movie and series. Yeah. And like, uh, and, and speaking of which kind of one of my controversial opinions also, I, even though I love Anthony Hopkins, I prefer Mads Mikkelsen. I just loved his portrayals, Hamble Lecter in the show. Well, Sam, I only say, well, I saw bits and pieces of the show. I, I, I knew they were part of the continuity, but I didn't, but again, I digress. I don't want us to start slipping into a topic that we're supposed to be talking about next week. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's it's a. But yeah, if I like uh, Cult of Chucky, even even made a reference when he says about Hamble Legs. I can't believe they canceled that show. <laughs> it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, they did another show after that called Clarice. Uh, which I actually kind of liked uh, the girl. The girl was uh, kind of like a looked like a like a younger version of Jodie Foster, but there was um, they never. Uh, I think it got canceled, which I was kind of sad. It w- wasn't nowhere near as good as as uh, Hannibal, but I liked it for what it was. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just crazy how uh, how like uh, some of these movies have gone on for years, even even though you would think because. Uh, they would like, and it, like some people don't didn't know that Silence of the Lambs was not the first Hannibal Lecter movie. Um, people don't like Manhunter was like the first one, and it's just it was basically kind of what Red Dragon was, just way before its time. Yeah. Uh, another show I don't know if you ever saw, but I think, I think it was called Mindhunter. It was directed by I think I think David Fincher was like the showrunner or something. It had a Fincher vibe in terms of the cinematography. I'd have to look back. Yeah, that's on Netflix. Uh, I get all that. Ironically, the same guy who played Charles Manson in that show played Charles Manson in, I believe, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's funny how a lot of different people like like <laughs> back then lesser known. You know, like how, how like they were less known back then, now they're more well known. Look at a movie like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, all the actors that were in that that became Marvel. Yeah, Brie Brie Larson, like um and like Captain I think America. I think the only two people that I well actually three was uh Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winston. I'm a big fan of hers. She she was great in Ten Coffee Lane and even the thing prequel that came out twenty eleven. Uh but um and then uh, was it Brandon Routh, I believe, played Superman, Superman Returns, which I still stand. That is a great movie. It's a great character study of what it's like to be a god. But as far as a Superman movie, it was not a good Superman movie. Agreed. 
Like, uh, but I'm actually a defender of that movie, like Man of Steel. I still think that movie's a fucking masterpiece. It's, that's the only thing I hate that we're not getting another Henry Cavill Superman movie. But uh, that also is a good idea for for our future date. I, I want to, even with the Exile Air Table, we have like an idea of like even like um, directors. I would love to talk. I was going to do this with my friend David Wells. Shout out to him. But maybe I can get, maybe, uh, uh, but uh, I wanted yeah, to talk you know, about I'm open to try anything. But that being said, boss man, uh, it's about that time. Oh, yeah, that's right. But yes, the idea is Zack Snyder as a director because I think he gets a lot of flack undeservedly. But and I'll go into next week's episode. Speaking of Zack Snyder, but um, yes, we are nearing the end of this episode. Uh, I appreciate everybody for tuning in and checking it out. Especially just us jaw jacket back and forth. I and all that. And uh, next week, I think we're going like the we're going to have a very very interesting, possibly divisive episode in regards to <laughs> opinions, especially with the image. Maybe maybe with the other maybe with the other movies that we it, it's other stuff we'll be talking about. Maybe we'll have a have some sort of agreement. But uh, yeah, we may hear may hear us all, both say motherfucker to each other. I don't know. But, uh, but yes, uh, so yes, we'll be, uh, uh, we don't really have a, uh, for anybody that may ask, we don't have a, a date officially yet for when the first episode of the Exiled Entertainment comes out. But when we do, I will let you know in the, either in a video or even on one of these episodes. Uh, we'll do a different day. I'll probably, probably, uh, so you'll have at least... Two exiled stuff every every week whenever we uh, get to that point. But um, with that being said, I'm, of course, the House of Chayton. This is, of course, my co-host over here, which for once did not come with a random name, Dan. Trying to be serious now. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that is true. That is true. But, yes, and with that, see you all next week. And until next time, ta-ta for now. Set on him was death, and hell followed with him. <laughs>